1: And we join him right now with today's message.
2: I want you to take your Bibles, if you will, and turn to Nehemiah chapter 4. And if you have your outline inside your bulletin, I want to speak to you on the subject, Times of Discouragement. Because as you see in our text, anytime someone decides to do something good for God the enemy, the devil, and opposition, those who oppose God's work, they come out of the woodwork. And what I have learned from being in ministry my entire life, that one of Satan's greatest tools to defeat us is the tool of discouragement. It's important that you're here today. I cannot tell you the number of people that have told me in recent weeks and even I myself have experienced, for some reason, there are, people are more discouraged than they've ever been in their entire life. So it's good that you came to church today. Amen? In this story, there are four things that can and will lead to times of discouragement. And they're all in the text. Number one, write this down, is fatigue. It said there in verse 10 that the strength of the laborers is giving out. These people had worked so hard they were exhausted. Whenever you get physically tired, physically worn down, it's almost impossible to remain emotionally and spiritually up. So one of the most important things you can do when you're feeling discouraged is to get some rest. Sometimes the most spiritual thing you can do is to go to bed early and just sleep. Once you get tired, once you get worn out, you start to get discouraged. The second thing that causes discouragement in our text is frustration. They said these words, there is so much. Much rubble. In other words, first of all, they got tired and then they saw all the rubble and they thought, there's still a lot to do. We're never going to finish. And it was discouraging. The litter, the debris, the trash, the broken pieces of the wall, the broken bricks and the mortar will never finish building this wall. Rubble is anything that keeps you from accomplishing your goals. And whatever it is that distracts you, that eats away at you being productive, is rubble. The third cause of discouragement in this text is failure. They finally reached a point where they looked at all the rubble. They said these words, we cannot rebuild this wall. Failure is a major cause of being discouraged. Perhaps you were fired from work. Perhaps your marriage fell apart. You attempted fulfilling a dream that God put on your heart. You gave it your best shot. Your business went south. Your life fell apart. The question is, how do you respond to failure? Successful people never see failure as an end, but only as a temporary setback. But let me tell you this. I want you to write this down. Jesus dying on a cross was not failure It was only a three-day setback. Never, 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 never give up. Remember that we are more than conquerors through him who loved us. Amen? Amen. And the fourth cause for discouragement is fear. Fear. Their enemies said, before those Jews even know it or see us, we will be right there among them and we will kill them and we will put an end to this work you see chapter 2 chapter 4 and you're going to see in chapter 6 sanballat tobiah and geshem the opposition they ridiculed the jews they mocked the jews they harassed the jews they criticized the jews and finally here they have threatened them they said we will kill you and in verse 12 the jews who lived there said ten times that every time you turn around they attack us these fears and concerns and threats were legit the jews have been gone for a hundred and thirty years they've been carried off into captivity so the enemies of god had basically just taken over in here by this guy named nehemiah with the blessing of the heathen king artaxerxes travels a thousand miles back to Jerusalem, and begins to rebuild these walls. Think about this. Their enemies loved the fact that the Jews were carried off in captivity. They'll do anything to keep these Jews from rebuilding these walls. They would do anything to discourage Nehemiah. They would do anything to discourage the Jewish people, they would do anything to keep God's people from doing a good work. Now, they had to be devious and secretive about their plans, because remember, Nehemiah had the backing of King Artaxerxes. Why, if these nations attacked Judah, they would risk facing the full wrath of the Persian Empire. Having said all that, I want to ask you this question. What is it in your life today that you're discouraged about are you under attack in some form or fashion are you frustrated is anyone here fatigued is anyone here fearful is anyone here you failed at something well i guarantee you if you're feeling discouraged today it's probably because of one of those four things or a combination of those four things But praise the Lord, we have a Bible. Because we didn't just read the causes of discouragement. In this text, we see the cure for discouragement. So I'm glad you're here today. Amen. Amen. Number one, write this down. Here's the first cure. You have to request God's help. And you know what this is. This is called prayer. In verse 4 and 5 in this text, he immediately prays. Now, if you've been here with us, we're in chapter 4. We've already looked at three chapters. Chapter 4, if you've been with us, you know that in chapter 1, Nehemiah prays. We know that in chapter 2, Nehemiah prays. Guess what? In chapter 5, Nehemiah is going to pray. And when we get to chapter 6, guess what Nehemiah does in chapter 6? He prays. And what do you think he does here in chapter 4? He prays. And in this prayer in chapter 4, he basically says, Lord, I'm going to take all this discouragement. I'm going to take all this opposition, my enemies, and I'm just going to hand them over to you, God. You deal with them. And he just hands them over. Oh, listen to me. Anytime you decide to do God's work, the waves of criticism are going to wash over you. And when those waves of criticism wash over to you, request God's help and just let it go. When I watch the news, not for five minutes, when I watch the news for two minutes, I get discouraged. If I look at social media for two minutes, I get discouraged. But when I pray, it's like I give all that to God I'm no longer discouraged. Prayer is mightier than any election. But somehow just the very posture of prayer, the purpose of prayer, the the power of prayer, the person of prayer, discouragement be gone. So keep praying and all God's people said. Number 2 write this down you have to reorganize some things in your life okay if you're feeling discouraged you've got to reorganize some things in your life we read there in verse 13 he said therefore i stationed some of the people behind the lowest points of the wall at all the exposed places posting them by families with their swords their spears and their bows. Nehemiah in chapter 3 had already organized the people once, and now in chapter 4, he's got to organize them again. Why? Well, because a situation occurred. If the enemy was going to attack, it was probably going to be in the weakest, most vulnerable places, so Nehemiah posted guards. Anytime you post a guard, when he posted those guards, Nehemiah, first of all, uh, gave them rest because before they were working all day, now he said, hey, I only want you to work part of the day, and the other part of the day, I'm going to let you just stand there and keep watch. So they got some of the rest that they needed. Secondly, it discouraged their enemies from attacking when they posted the guards. And thirdly, it encouraged all the people that were living with fear. Whenever you, you are discouraged about something, you've got to get up and do something different. All right? Because what you're doing now is not working. So maybe you need to find a counselor. You say, well, I've already tried tried counseling. We'll find another counselor. Just because you tried a counselor and he was bad, or she was bad, doesn't mean that counselors don't work. Maybe you need to find another counselor. Maybe you need to do some research on whatever it is you're struggling with. Perhaps you could start reading your Bible. I guarantee you, whatever you're going through, if you would spend more time reading your Bible, you would feel better about that situation. Maybe you need to find some better friends. I know a lot of people discourage you, you just got the wrong friends. You gotta find some better people to hang out with. Start getting some exercise. Get plugged into a life group or support group. Listen to Christian music. And I would add this, write this down. You need to put on your spiritual armor found in Ephesians 6. There's a whole list of weapons there that are yours. Don't leave your house in the morning without your armor. It says there in Ephesians 6 that when the day of evil comes, and I've got news for you if you haven't already figured this out, the day of evil is here. And the only way you'll ever be able to stand is if you have your spiritual armor on. And as the Bible says there in that text, put on the full armor of God. In other words, don't just put on part of the armor. Put on the full armor of God, the belt of truth buckled around your waist the breastplate of righteousness in place, the gospel of peace, the shield of faith, the helmet of salvation. Why, I feel sorry for you if you're trying to tackle the day-to-day trials of life without your armor on. I also feel sorry for the devil if you have your armor on because he will be defeated mercilessly if you're armored up. And the third thing that he tells the Jews to do is remember the Lord. Don't be afraid of your enemies. Don't be afraid of the ridicule and the threats and the plot of the enemy. Instead, just remember the Lord and remember how great and how awesome God is. Nehemiah knew that anyone can get discouraged. He also knew that the enemy was alive and well. He also knew that people were focused in on the size of the problem instead of focusing in on the size of their God. And he needed to give them a little pep talk. He needed to say something to them that would give them hope, something that would lift their spirits. And so he said, he didn't say, hey, he didn't say this. He didn't say, hey, remember the Alamo. He didn't say that. He didn't say, remember Pearl Harbor. He didn't say that. What did he say? He said, hey, remember the Lord who is great And who is awesome i remember one time i i like i like cinnamon uh raisin bagels they're the best anything with cinnamon on it's good amen well one day i was going to have some cinnamon raisin bagels and i put them in the toaster for breakfast i was in a hurry i had to get out the door and for some reason it was taking a long time i couldn't figure out i couldn't figure out what was taking that bagel so long to pop out of that toaster And I walked over there and I was looking at it, waiting for it, and all of a sudden I saw I hadn't plugged it in to the power source. And whose fault was that? Capital M, capital I, capital N, capital E. It was my fault whenever you're discouraged, whenever you're struggling, whenever you're feeling hopeless, listen to me, do not turn to drugs or to alcohol. Do not turn to binge eating. Do not turn to binge television watching or late night internet surfing. None none of those things satisfy. None of those things take take discouragement away oh it might it might put a mask on it for a little while but it doesn't take discouragement away the only thing that can take discouragement away is when you turn and you look to the great and awesome God and remember his promises and remember his faithfulness remember his goodness remember (laughs) his power remember the Lord your God and as we close the last thing I want to say this you have to resist the discouragement you still have to resist it do you see that verse 14 he says fight for your brothers this reminds me of William Wallace's speech in the movie Braveheart you've got to fight for the remember all that speech you made there you got to fight for your brothers and fight for your sons and fight for your daughters and fight for your wives and fight for your homes. You remember that? He's right. He's right. He says all that. In other words, he said we got to pray. We're going to pray, but we're also going to fight. We have to be willing. Yes, we pray. We take things to God, but we also have to be willing to stand and fight for what's right. Discouragement is not just a feeling oftentimes it's a choice and you can either choose to live in despair or you can get back up on that horse so to speak and keep fighting when you today exit out of these doors of this church i want you to ask yourself what is it that's causing discouragement in your life is it fatigue is it frustration is it failure is it fear Is it the news? Is it the virus? Is it your health? Is it a mindset? Is it the enemy? Is it a lack of prayer? Is it a lack of spiritual armor? But once you've determined what is causing your discouragement, request God's help, reorganize your life, remember the Lord your God, and resist that temptation to give up and keep fighting for what is right and all God's people said. So that's, that's all the Old Testament. I want to take you to the New Testament and just read one passage, John 15. These are the words of Jesus. Verse 18, John 15, 18, he said the, these words, If the world hates you, keep in mind that it hated me what? So a lot of people are like, like I'm going I'm to live for God, and you go to work, or you go home, and someone says something, you go, well, you just got to remember the world hated Jesus first. If the world had loved Jesus, they'd probably love you. But the world hated Jesus. They put him on a cross. They wanted to get rid of him. And so don't be surprised when people don't want to have anything to do with you because of your faith. Look at verse 19. Jesus said, if you belong to the world, why the world would love you as its own. As it is, you do not belong to the world, but I have chosen you out of the world, and that is why the world hates you. Do you understand that? So, you know, you look at Hollywood, and you look at the media, and it's like, it's like a Christian Oh, they will mock you till the day you die. They don't want to have anything to do. In fact, most people in Hollywood, if you come out as a Christian, you'll never work again. Why is that? Well, they don't want to have anything to do with you. Because the world is the world. And we live in a culture today that, is, that goes against the things of God. And you have to be wise as Christians, right? And uh, just remember that God... Remember, you used to be in that world, and God called you out of that world. And when that world turns against you, it's, it, it makes sense. This is like, now look at verse 20. Remember the words I spoke to you, no servant, that would be you, is greater than his master. That, well, that makes sense. But then he said this, if they, the world, persecuted me, they will also persecute You. Yeah. So expect it. Expect it. You go to work, you go to school, you go where you live, you're going to be persecuted to some level. But don't be amazed or shocked by that because the world persecuted Jesus. And the last verse, watch this, verse 21, John 15, 21. They will treat you this way because of my name. For they do not know the one who sent me. You and I, when we're attacked, we get up. First of all, we're here at church, shoulder to shoulder to shoulder. We're all doing what God has called us to do. The Sandballots, the Tobias, the Geshams of the world are going to come against us. They're going to come against you you turn all that over to God, understand that that's normal. That is normal behavior for the world to turn against believers. And you just stay on that wall and you keep doing a good work. These people are only halfway done. They still got a long ways to go. Some of them got discouraged. Nehemiah said, Hey, we can do this. Don't get discouraged. Remember the Lord God, resist that temptation to be discouraged. And as we saw, they got back up on that wall and they just kept doing a good work. We'll see later in chapter six, they finally complete their task, but they wouldn't have completed it had they fell to the discouragement that came from the enemy. Let's bow our heads for a word of prayer. God, we know that we live in a very, very difficult culture. Today, more than ever in our country, the world stands in complete opposite of what we stand for and they come against us in many different forms in fact we have people here today basically to make a stand and to say god we want to remain true to you to your word to your calling to your task no matter what we've come from all different walks of life but god you've called each of us out of the world We bear your name. We call ourselves Christian. We belong to Christ. We're here to do a good work. And in spite of all the opposition we face, God, I ask that you would help us to resist that temptation, to give up, and to just keep doing a good work for you. It's a blessing for us to bring this program
1: to you every day. that number again is 888-818-4777. We have operators standing by and ready to take your call. You can also support us by going to our website, liftupjesus.com forward slash reach. That address again is liftupjesus.com forward slash and then the word reach. Deep in the heart of every believer, there's a faint whisper, a call, a prompting. We go about our business and we hear it. We see and interact with lost people every day and the whisper echoes again for us to share our faith and tell others about Jesus. And yet, we still resist. In his latest book, Compelled, Pastor Dudley Rutherford shares his earnest desire for each and every believer to be equipped with the good news of salvation. He encourages you with inspiring stories of men and women, young and old, who have accepted the irresistible call to share Jesus with everyone they meet. And he provides practical methods to overcome your fears and effectively articulate the message of salvation. Thousands of readers have already taken advantage of this incredible book, and now it's here for you. Compelled, the irresistible call to share your faith, can be yours right now for a gift of $15 or more to the Lift Up Jesus ministry. It's as easy as calling our toll-free number, 888-818-4777. That number again is 888 818 You can also get Compelled, The Irresistible Call to Share Your Faith on our website, liftupjesus.com. Our address again is liftupjesus.com. Discover for yourself the strength that awaits inside you to speak boldly to others of how Jesus Christ has changed your life forever. Don't hesitate. Call us right now and get your copy of Pastor Dudley's latest book, Compelled, The Irresistible Call to Share Your Faith, today. I'm Kyle Welch, inviting you to join us tomorrow at the same time as we again lift up Jesus with Pastor Dudley.